It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me as always is Wheels Wienaker. Wheels, how's it rolling? I mean, terribly. This is a football podcast, and not only am I a fan of the worst team in the NFL, I'm now a fan of a team in the NFL that just got much, much worse. Like, we just downgraded in in the minutes before we started this podcast from the incompetent Ryan Fitzpatrick to the abhorrent, you know, should be released Geno Smith. Oh, Geno got the job officially? Geno just was named the starter. Now, just to give people who maybe aren't following the Jets closely like a little prime of what happened this week, Geno complained to the ESPN reporter <laughs> there for Monday Night Football that he was getting antsy about not playing. Yeah. Which is insane for a backup quarterback to do, to like campaign for a job in the middle of a season. Then, he and he's not like a rookie who's never played. Like he's proven himself to be terrible already. <laughs> then... He gets in the game, and running a two-minute drill, fumbles, although he recovered, or the team recovered, throws a bad interception, and takes 40 seconds, one time where he has to call timeout during a two-minute drill, like the clock ran out, and he had to call timeout during a two-minute drill, which I've never seen before in my life, and about three other times used the entire 40-second clock during a, what was essentially a two-minute drill. Looked totally the same way the Jets played Michael Vick, I think it was against the Raiders a couple years ago. And he was the backup, and he was not expecting to come into the game. And he admitted that afterwards, like he wasn't ready to play. Gino, after sitting on the bench for a year and a half, was not ready to play when they brought him into the game. Yeah. And instead of cutting him, which they should have done, and it's fine to go away for Fitzpatrick. The thing is that we predicted, or I predicted on this podcast, and so did a lot of other Jeff fans, that this was a brutal stretch. And I, I remember, and you could call it up if you actually did some work for this podcast besides editing. You could call it up. And I'm, I said the exact words, the Jets will be 1-5. The Jets could play great in every game and still end up 1-5. I predicted that they would be 1-5 or possibly 0-6. You said they'd go 2-4. Okay, but I said they could play great and still be 1-5. Yeah, yeah. I remember well, saying I agree with those you. exact words. And that's words. why it doesn't make sense to bench Fitzpatrick now no, because but, he's played out. terribly, but they weren't right. supposed to win these games anyway. No, but here's the thing. If they were losing every game the way they lost opening week to the Bengals, it's perfectly reasonable to give Fitzpatrick another week or two. But he has been awful. It's not, you know, yes, they're playing good teams like the Cardinals and the Seahawks, but he's missing running backs on swing passes constantly. He's been awful, even when he's not under pressure. So I understand making the move. But you have two young quarterbacks on the roster that you might want to evaluate this year, that you might not get a chance to evaluate next year if you 
you know, add a, a different Fitzpatrick type, like a Jay Cutler or who knows, you know, Tony Romo. But the, but now you're going to Geno Smith, who we know is terrible. It's insane. And who's, you know, his teammates don't respect him. They punch him in the face. It's insane. So what, what do you want? Do you want? Do you want them to go to Hackenberg? No, you go to Petty. Hackenberg's not ready. If you play Hackenberg, it's the last week or two of the year. But I, I think Petty makes the most sense because the, the Jets are the only team in the NFL carrying four guys on their roster. Okay? And if you're going to carry four guys, two of them young, you need to at least evaluate one of them because you can't go in and waste another – you know, you, you could add another offensive line spot. I think they only have eight. Or you could add another cornerback. They have very few on the roster instead of wasting it on, on a fourth quarterback spot when a lot of teams only have two QBs on their roster right now. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it, it's totally bananas. So I would play Petty, who I don't think is any good, but at least let's find out for sure. Give him two, three games. See if he makes any progress. Then maybe go to Hackenberg in, in late December. Or if you think he's really not ready, just totally redshirt him. But it's so hard now because Gino's going to come out against the Ravens, who, by the way, have a really good defense, and he's going to get annihilated. Uh, to be fair, the Ravens are missing their two best pass rushers, Terrell Suggs and Elvis Dumerville. So maybe he'll have a little bit of time to throw, but he doesn't have Decker, who's out possibly for next season because he was out for the year with a back injury and then somehow had hip surgery yesterday. Yeah. So the Jets have a ton of good young receivers that maybe one of them could step up alongside Marshall. But Marshall's being double-covered. And passes to Marshall the last few weeks have like a 30 quarterback rating. Anyway, I'm the fan of the worst team in the NFL. You're a fan of possibly the best team in the NFL. And it's only week six, right? We have 11 more NFL Sundays. I'm, uh, this is the first time ever I'm looking forward to a bye week. Because I want, like, because this week I'm going to watch the Jet game. But if they lose like 24 to 10 at home to the Ravens, then I think I'd be justified in watching Red Zone Channel or watching. You know, another week, you know, the equivalent of this week's Eagles-Vikings, which is a really good game that I'd like to watch, or, you know, a Patriots, you know, Broncos game or a Patriots-Steelers game or something, instead of wasting my time with the Jets, especially with Geno Smith, who is both unlikable and undeserving of the starting job. Yeah, but now this after this week, and this week is a winnable game, but after this week you have Miami of Cleveland against really, really winnable. So this team can still finish 7-9. and nine. Sure, but who cares if – yeah, that would be a disaster. This team needs the first pick in the draft or the second pick in the draft. This team needs to pick the best quarterback. Enough of – you are going nowhere with Geno Smith, even if they get lucky and they get, like, Jay Cutler next – I mean, that's – best-case scenario is they get Jay Cutler or, you know, a, a, a one-third of a leg Tony Romo who's 90% of the way out of the league or something. That would be best-case yeah. scenario if they, like, made a dr- – traded, like, the first-round draft pick. You know, it's insane. I, it's so fr- – I, I can't remember the last time I've been this frustrated – and I went to almost every game in 1995 and 96, the Kotite years, when they went 4-28. and 28. <laughs> And I was – but at least it was like a promise of something. What's the core of the team? Like they have three good defensive linemen. One of them, their defensive tackle, is playing middle linebacker. The, it's insane. Their, their other middle linebacker, because they were missing David Harris this week, Aaron Henderson, who was washed up on your team like five years ago, right? <laughs> Broke yeah. his leg multiple times, yeah. and somehow, if yeah. you watch, if you watch the highlights of the game, I know you didn't see the Cardinals Jets game. David Johnson just runs by him like like a like a Olay in a Spanish bullfight, and just and the Jets have really good run defense, but he just runs by him for a fifty eight yard touchdown, like basically untouched after he gets by Henderson. It's insane. There's almost yeah. no quarter so of the team. Good. You have aging players like Mangold and uh, you know who's really good, and Revis who's not even good anymore, and Marshall who's. But, you know, getting up there in age, 
and Decker, who's who's you know basically falling apart. Matt Forte's running for two yards a carry the last five weeks since they you know who who knew that if you run a, a really old running back sixty five times the first week of the year when you play Sunday and Thursday night he's not going to you know withstand that and he's basically done at this point like he's looked awful for the last four or five weeks. Yeah, it goes without saying that the Jets have the worst quarterback rating in the league, but I think what's surprising is that defensively they are yeah. giving up the best quarterback, and that that's in a league with the New Orleans Saints in it. Yeah, I mean, we are, we're, our quarterback is the equivalent of Geno Smith, and we make the opposing quarterbacks into, like, you know, Tom Brady circa the perfect season right now. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I, need to, I need to issue one correction. You said your quarterback is the equivalent of Geno Smith. No, no, your quarterback actually is Geno Smith now. So. <laughs> it's, but it's, like, bad Geno Smith. It's not even Geno Smith in his prime. <laughs> All right, so uh, tell us how you really feel. Uh, you I know, mean, I was literally to- on GChat telling Jet fans, like, the thing to make, that makes sense to do is to cut Geno Smith. It'll show some accountability because you know when NFL teams go in a rut and the season's over in October, it's very easy for veteran players to lose interest. Darrell Rivas, people have been saying since training camp that he's not even trying and that he showed up out of shape. And if you watch the David Johnson touchdown run, he's pretending to run. Like he's doing a cartoon like what an actor would do on a green screen of like pretending to run. It's insane. He's not even – he doesn't even try anymore. Like he was so – half-hearted playing Fitzpatrick didn't have a big game against him but like there's just no emotion out of him like Brandon Marshall's running onto the field after special teams plays and like hitting guys on the head and getting really fired up when other people make plays even though he's not doing anything himself like you would think Brandon Marshall's the biggest problem on the team but really head case wise other than Geno Smith the quarterback the leader of the team it's Roe Rivas the highest paid player it's insane and and the media is going to go bananas because the Jets have some absolute crazy beat writers who have already started like taking ridiculous shots at the team? Like there was, a, did you see that there was a tweet a week ago from Manish Mehta, the worst writer in America, uh, New York Daily News uh, Jets, you know, and now they've they've like um, anointed him as like their NFL guy, like he does their power rings every week, which is insane. Because he does, I don't even know if he knows what a first down is. And he, uh, he he like he wrote on Twitter, he's like, if Jet fans only knew. Like what? How like terrible some of the guys on the team were. They'd be embarrassed to wear their jerseys. And he's just mad that they won't speak to him after losses. So you don't have that in Minnesota. You guys could go on like crazy, you know, boat trips, and no, and the media just stays silent and misses it. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, we uh, we saw each other last week at my brother's wedding. We recorded the first part of our live podcast, and then we uh, never got around to part two and part three. Yeah, my ride had to leave. I, the truth is, I do think. Had we done part two or part three, it would have been the best podcast ever because I think we would have had some like drunk guests come on. We would have had like we, we could have got like the bride and groom onto the podcast. It would have been great. I feel like we would have killed it. But I like the 50 minutes we did. I thought was fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, we will have to do that. Uh, when, when's your sister getting married? Uh, I don't know. She tells me like guys have been, you know, what's happening her. So hopefully never. <laughs> um, I don't know. Will I, will, I, will I be invited to that wedding? Oh, you mean because I was invited to your brother's wedding? I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, what, what happened at the wedding after I left? Any any good stories? Yeah, so <laughs> so first of all, uh, what, what do you think of the band? The band was pretty good, right? Yeah, but I got seated next to the band. Um, so, like, every time they played, I had to move away. Like, I didn't dance because I, 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 like, I, I didn't know anyone to dance with. I wasn't going to, like, cut in ditch your wife and dance with you or vice versa. Although your wife would have danced with me for sure. She was, she was pretty happy with me that night. So I'm saying like, who's I going to dance um, with? Like some stranger? So 
I was I was yeah, just like so, hey, talking to the non-dancers, not on the dance floor. So if you remember, at one point, at one point, a, a woman walked by. Uh, we, I was joking about how all these cousins of mine kept walking by and looking at me oddly because I hadn't gone up and said hello to them even though I'm at the wedding and I haven't seen them in a while because I'm mm-hmm. sitting with some schmo they don't know recording a podcast. Sure. And then at one point, a, 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 uh, an, Af- an older African-American woman in a traditional African uh, dress walked by and I made a joke that she was not my cousin. It turns out she was a singer because they brought her on at like 1130 and she like like Aretha Franklin, uh, she like completely tore down the house. She she was incredible, and then and then she went to like twelve thirty. Then at twelve thirty, a DJ showed up, and then they brought out more food. Actually, so this wedding, I went deep into the. Night. Oh, I missed more food. Now I regret it. I mean, I saved myself like five yeah, six the- hours by getting a ride home, <laughs> but now I'm regretting it. And also, like, the food got much better after the you know because he is vegetarian. But I I feel like for the you know next time you can't let a vegetarian make all the the food decisions. Yeah, you no, gotta get a you gotta true. get a meat lover in there. But I, I but my the people who drove me home were are Brazilian, so they knew the the bride side, and they said just you should know like Brazilian weddings are known to go to like two three a.m. So I didn't realize like yeah. the party was just and getting Israeli started. Weddings also go pretty late, I think. So. I, I, like I didn't yeah, realize the party was just people, getting started. People, yeah, people slept over. They actually they they brought out uh, like um, mats and pillows, and so people could actually uh, could sleep out there. Did you more. sleep over? So yeah. No, I, I left at like one a.m. or something like you that. You left before the wedding uh, was over. Well, I, I mean, again, the wedding never really ended, so I'm a married man. That's insane. Yeah, but your wife had no interest in you coming back. You yeah. should just like no, I, one I left kid. with. My... <laughs> um, yeah, so um, you know, uh, we uh, we never got to finish that podcast, but I got to tell you, I don't know. I've been so lost in the NFL between my travels around the world and these Jewish holidays. It's just a complete killer. So you know, all I know is the Vikings are still undefeated. Um, everything else around me is falling apart. My fantasy team uh, is uh, is my worst record I've ever been through six weeks. I've lost three matchups by uh, less than five points in six weeks. Yeah, everyone so loves hearing bad. about close fantasy losses. Yeah. That's idea. Exactly. I, 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 here's our, our promise to the listeners: next week. We're, we're both we'll both be back you know we're, we're not neither of us will be on vacation anymore no more holidays and i feel like next week we're going to bring the mid-season thunder we'll do our mid-season power rankings um well i think i think the week after i'll be better because next week we still have the uh the final holidays shmini atzeret and simchat torah the uh, final jewish holidays yeah but season. listen you get game pass and you watch the games afterwards yeah um the problem, the holiday for you is a lot shorter than it is for me because of our uh, different observances. So uh, that's just um, confusing. You know, now you're just confusing people. Okay, yeah, well, let's let's let's, let's uh, get uh, into uh, the game. Uh, Akiva's Akiva's holiday is done, and mine still goes for another 36 hours. Let's okay. So. This is just confusing. Yeah. Let's let's go right, to. Uh, so why, why don't we do? Th- okay, so this week you have not guessed the spreads yet. You have not seen this week's spreads yet, even though it's already Wednesday afternoon. I know the Patriots spread, but yeah, that's correct. That I haven't seen the spreads. Okay, so um, so why don't you just guess them live? We'll discuss the games that way. Uh, okay, I'll cool. tell you, I guess the spreads. I had my best week of the season, actually. I beat both Bill and Sal, so it's going to be an uphill battle for you. Uh, we'll start with the uh, Thursday night game, Chicago at Green Bay. Obviously, the conversation here everybody wants to talk about is, is uh, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as we've discussed previously, Jay Cutler seems to have lost his job permanently. So, although the Bears keep losing, but at least um, you know, at least Brian Hoyer is making their offense somewhat competent. Uh, so what's your guess for this line, Chicago at Green Bay? Um, I, do you, by the way, do you think Cutler's going to start another game this year? Well, Hoyer might get injured. I, I would say, you know what, if the over-under was, I'm going to say no. But I would say there's a, a 40% chance he does. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can't predict an injury. I'm going to say this is 7.5 Packers. All right, so you say seven and a half. Um, so you and I tie because it's actually eight, and I had said eight and a half. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is that we're assuming the Packers, you know, are, are the old Packers when they're making this line. But, I mean, they're going to beat the Bears, but there's no reason to believe the Packers can blow anybody out right now. Yeah, this has to be the game in which, which they do it. All right, uh, now we have a, uh, in a uh, UK game, so early Sunday morning, the Giants against the Rams in London. This is probably the best game that London's got in a while just because Odell Beckham Jr. is exciting. You know, who knows what he'll do? He might get in fights on the sideline, you know. But uh, what's your guess for this line? Giants Rams on neutral field. I, you know, you know. Sometimes like countries won't let in people who are like too volatile. Yeah, it would be funny if like they like turned Odell Beckham away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the Fisher would still find a way to blow this one. Yeah. With no home field advantage. I really like the Giants right now. By the way, I know they haven't beaten anybody. Uh, Giants by four and a half. Oh wow. You uh, you really don't believe in those Rams. So uh, I guess three, and it is three exactly. I mean, it's crazy. Who's better? The Giants better than the Rams? Like, I know the Rams are three and three, but All right. oof, so, they beat. No, well, that's why the Giants are getting three points on a neutral field. That means in New York it'd be uh, you know, six points, or in L.A. it'd be neutral. It'd be a pick em. All right, uh, so now we get to the Sunday games. This is a – so New Orleans at Kansas City. I think this is actually a good game because New Orleans has shown that their offense is good enough to play with anybody. But uh, Kansas City went into Oakland and laid the SmackDown, so I think they're back to being a top-10 team like we thought they were in the preseason. Okay, so New Orleans at Kansas City. What's your guess for this line, first of all? I actually think this is a really interesting game. Kansas City could, like, uh, yeah. you know, play with anybody right now. You know, I don't think, yeah. I don't think New Orleans could stop Spencer. I'm, more, I'm actually more curious what the over-under is to this game than the spread, but I'm going to say KC by four. Oh, wow. So I got this exactly. It's KC by seven. Oh, that's pretty high. I mean, the Saints are playing with – the, Sa- the well, Saints I mean, can't Casey, stop anybody. Uh, again, KC just went into okay. Oakland. Yeah, but KC just went into Oakland and stomped them. I mean, the, the Saints are uh, – you know, the Saints are stomping people right now on offense. I know they can't stop anybody, but they're moving yeah. the ball. Yeah. I Well, I would pick New Orleans to cover seven, actually, but – uh, not not four. I think that uh, KC will win this game, but I think it'll be reasonably close. Yeah, uh, KC, I think they're back to being a top 10 team, as I said. New Orleans, they can score with anybody, but they can't stop anybody, so they're going to have a, tar- a hard time beating a decent team. All right, India-Tennessee. I like this game just because <laughs> this is like a battle for the top of the AFC South. By the way, uh, superfan Robbie emailed us. He asked if, if Andrew Luck is still a good quarterback. So I showed him that... Uh, Pro Football Focus, actually, in, in their uh, quarterback grades for the season, they have Andrew Luck as a top three quarterback this year. So he is not the fault of what's no, going even on though in Indianapolis. Although his uh, – Gri- Griggs yeah, said his bus. contract yeah. is so big that uh, they can't, they can't yeah. sign an offensive it's, line. It's unbelievable. <laughs> even though I think yeah, literally I if they, if they cut him tomorrow, a team would sign him to a much bigger contract than the contract he has now. Like the bidding war for the Jets yeah. and the Bears and teams like that would be astounding. Yeah. All right, so what's your guess for this line? Uh, three. Tennessee yeah, the home team by three. All right, so so you got me beat. I had I had Tennessee only by one. I really do not uh, believe in Tennessee yet, but um, you uh, so you're closer here. The line is two and a half. So they think that Indy's a little bit better, but uh, it's closer than I thought. But but you know, people have been talking about the bad ratings and stuff. And you know, you know what's not in an elixir, an elixir for the bad ratings? Having the freaking Tennessee Titans in a playoff game <laughs> to start the playoffs for ESPN in January. You know, like a, a solid like Titans hosting the Chiefs. I mean, that's going to be a brutal game. Yeah, I guess they, I guess they would prefer the Colts to win this division just because you got Andrew Luck at least, right? 
Oh, I mean, it's it doesn't matter. It's an abomination. Yeah. First of all, it's a it's a small market division to begin with. With you know, uh, the, the Colts mattered when they had Manning, but for whatever reason, they've struggled to matter. Uh, even the rare times they've been good under luck. Well, I mean, they've made it to the second round of the playoffs a couple of times. Yeah, but I, I, I from a national media perspective, they don't matter. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. All right, we have a Minnesota at Philly next. You want to guess the line on this one first, then we can discuss it. I'm going to say Minnesota by one. All right, so yeah, you are disrespecting the Vikings still. Uh, I got this exactly. It's two and a half. Bill and Sal actually thought it would be more than that. So you, uh, you, you still don't think that the Vikings are much better than the Eagles, who, uh, who have shown to be pretenders the last couple of weeks, losing badly to Detroit and Washington. All right, well, they lost by seven to Washington, first of all, and they didn't lose badly to Detroit either. Well, but those are bad losses because those are not good teams. They're losing to, you know, at best, 500 teams. Yeah, those are two five hundred. Those are like the two mediocre teams of the NFC. Well, that, that's what the Eagles are. The Eagles are a mediocre team, also, frankly. And so the Eagles. Listen, I know you guys move the ball against Denver, but the Eagles are another good defense. Yes, they gave up twenty-seven to Kirk Cousins last week, but it's still good defense. I do wonder right now what's your level of confidence in Sam Bradford going on the road, or or they may not have to be on the road, but Sam Bradford needing to, you know, rally his team down three for a field goal with three minutes to go in a playoff game and one timeout against the Dallas or Seattle defense. Well, hold on. We'll get to that. They're, they're playing Philly this week. so I'm just saying right now, but I, I was thinking about the Sam Bradford trade, yeah. and you know why I think it's good? You see, like, the Broncos have this great defense. There is a level of quarterback who's mistake-prone enough and, and inaccurate enough that keeps giving the ball to the other team's offense where – it's you know it's sort of below replacement level, and in this case, Pac- I'm talking about Paxton Lynch. And yes, the Broncos won the Super Bowl last year with Peyton Manning. But to me, what the Bradford trade did was because if Bradford gets hurt in Week 16, you have to go to Sean Hill. The season's not over. I think you'd agree, right? The defense, their defense is good enough that, like in theory, if they could win the Super Bowl with Bradford, they might be able to win it with Sean Hill. In, so now in you just have two Sean Brad, you know, you have two Sam Bradfords. Yes, Hill might not be as good as Bradford, but like. You have two guys who, with whom the season's not over. Once you start going to the waiver wire, the season's over, even if you have the best defense in the NFL. Okay. So basically, even if you're just training for a backup quarterback, now I like the trade. Well, here's the thing. The defense, I think, is legit. I don't think anything the defense has done so far they cannot replicate. The problem is this is an offense that hasn't turned the ball over a single time yet. And even in the best-case yeah. scenario, your team's going to turn the ball over, you know, once every other game. So the question is, once Bradford has five or six picks— you know, over over a seven or eight game span, which again would still be really good, but 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 it would more be closer to sort of what you can expect realistically. How does the offense perform? Now they've been winning games by 15, 20 points, so maybe they they have a little bit of cushion there. But the running game has to get going, and and you have to assume they're going to turn the ball over at some point. And so what are they? What I'm still not that confident in this offense. You know, if you're doing power rankings, there's nobody you can put in the top two other than the Vikings and the Patriots, obviously, just because of how teams have performed. I mean, who would be third right now? The Cowboys, maybe? The, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, you could make yeah. the Cowboys to be in their top two. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. You know, the Cowboys had their first impressive win when they went into Green Bay. But um, but it was I mean, incredibly impressive. Yeah. Like, and, they moved the ball and didn't let Green Bay move the ball. Yeah, and, and, so, and so they're on a bye this week, so we're not discussing them. But now that we brought them up, what do you think uh, they're going to do at quarterback? you think they're sticking with Prescott? No, I, I just... I think the answer might be Prescott. I think it's fine to give Romo a chance. If he's shaky, you can always go back to Prescott, and then you're saying the Romo error is over. If he gets hurt, in the very likely scenario he gets hurt, you gave him a shot. I don't think Prescott can really have a gripe. 
Chris Prescott has been game managing it. To be fair, I would, you know, give four first round picks right now for Dak Prescott if I was the Jets. Like the you know, the I, there's something to be said about having a game manager who literally never turns the ball over. And he may be better than that, obviously. Well, he had two turnovers this week against the Packers, but yeah. Skip Bayless, I was reading an article about like how bad the the uh, debate shows are, and somebody said Skip Bayless said this week, uh, like, Prescott should be the quarterback. He's proven it on the biggest of stages. Like, he, you know, he played in, like, the, like the you know, stamps.com bowl on, like, December 22nd for, like, Mississippi. And then and it's six games in the NFL, but he's proven it on the biggest level. Well, that's the thing. Last time we saw Romo, which was 2014, he was literally the best quarterback in the NFL that year. Yeah, well, but we saw him last year. Well, we saw they him lost the game, game last year. Yeah, we saw him for a game or two here and there. Right. He and he literally was the most brittle quarterback in the history of the NFL last year. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, a healthy Romo is is an absolutely Mount Rushmore quarterback right now. You know, of active Mount Rushmore, but. There's almost no reason to believe that he could stay healthy for even a game, or that even his even when he's not physically injured, that he hasn't been ruined. I mean, some people think that Rogers is hurt and that there's something irreparably broken about Rogers, right? Well, people are trying to figure out what the story is. So yeah, there's no evidence that he's injured. It's just that his performance is not what we expect from him. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. Um, oh, we forgot we were making picks on these games. Sorry. We we got to go back quickly. All right. So you're picking the Packers, I assume, to beat the Bears, right? Yeah, Packers beat the Bears. All right. Uh, what about the Giants-Rams uh, game? Giants to beat the Rams. Yeah, I'll agree with you. New Orleans and Kansas City, we're both picking Kansas City, right? No, I'm going to pick the Saints. Oh, wow. And you're going to remember to make these picks on ESPN in our pick and pool, or you're going to backtrack no, I'm, again? No, I'm going to make completely different picks in that pool. Oh, you're so annoying. So then what's the what's the value of this conversation? I like to switch it. No, no. I'm in, like, first or in, second place in that pool. In, uh, not quite, but India-Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to pick India on the road here. They've been close a couple of times. I don't buy Tennessee at all. What say you? No, I'm picking the Titans. Okay, good. We got more disagreements. Minnesota at Philly. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm taking the Eagles for sure. Yeah, you've uh, picked against the Vikings literally every single week on this podcast. So far, it's 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 doing well for me. It's doing well for me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you look at the Vikings schedule. It's really this game and at Green Bay, and then I guess at home against Arizona. Those are the only tough ones they have left. So... Not to jinx anything, but at a certain point, you start to think about, you know, really uh, outlandish records as uh, as being uh, attainable. So we'll see what ha- what they do this week. All right. Um, Cleveland at Cincinnati is next. Uh, first, you want to guess the line on this one? Cincinnati by seven and a half. Okay. So you went way too low. Even I went too low. I said nine and a half. It's actually ten. And I think that's too high because, first of all, Cincinnati's obviously been struggling. But Cleveland, other than against the Patriots and, I guess, the Eagles, Cleveland's been covering against everybody. They've been lo- losing close games. They lose by two. Yeah, that spread's too high. And the Bengals only beat the Jets by one. And the Jets are, like, the worst team in the NFL history right now. Yeah, so I think 7.5 would be too low. But I think uh, 10 is a little bit too high. I think I might take Cleveland there to cover the spread. But uh, we're both taking Cincinnati to win. And uh, there's not too much to say about this game, right? Uh, no, there's literally nothing to say. The Bengals are unwatchable. Yeah. The only Well, the only yeah. thing to say is – you know, is Marvin Lewis coaching for his job these next few weeks? Yeah, well, but they'll get they'll get it back together. Vonta's perfect, by the way. He comes back. He immediately starts. Uh, you know, he 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 hits. He takes out Bennett's knees. He stomps on the Garrett Blunt's ankles. I, this guy has to be put out of football. I'm sorry. Well, his his fine uh-huh. this week was seventy five grand. I feel like that's too low. Yeah, I thought I saw I thought there was a funny tweet I saw. Somebody said that you know obviously Carolina after they got rid of Greg Hardy went fifteen and one last year, and then the Cowboys got rid of him this year, and they went five and one. So somebody said the year after you kick Greg Hardy off your team, you're twenty and two. Okay, so he's a uh, 
And I think that Burfecht is, uh, I mean, maybe off field he's not as bad as Hardy, but on the field he, he's so out of control that uh, he's got to go. All right, enough hot takes there. Washington at Detroit. This is another game we just talked about. These is the two, you know, the two teams to have just beaten the Eagles. A couple of five uh, hundred ish teams here. What, what would you guess for the Lions? I'm going to say this Detroit? game comes down to a last second field goal. Uh, spread, I'd say three and a half Lions. Oh wow. Yeah, so uh, you are way off on this one. I got it exactly. It's one point for the Lions. Oh, that's... Simmons actually thought Washington would be favored. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, th- do you think the Lions are better than Washington? Yeah. Washington's four and two right well, now. The Lions can move the ball. Washington's getting last year respect. They're not so – yes, the, the Eagles win was impressive, but I'm not – you know, I, I, just don't, I just don't see the talent there. And, and they're missing their the best player in the whole team right now, basically, Jordan Reed. All right. Um, okay, so – the winner of that game, I think, still is uh, is in the hunt for a, a playoff spot in the NFC. But the loser's going to be in a lot of trouble. Oakland at Jacksonville. Here's a great Jacksonville-Gus Bradley stat I retweeted. You know that Gus Bradley has never beaten a team with a winning record in his career? Yeah, I like that I like that stat the first eight times I saw it retweeted uh, 48 <laughs> hours before you did. Well, I was off the internet for 48 hours. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Gus Bradley, It's you know he's got to be a midseason firing at this point. We love blood. Yeah. We love midseason firings. Um, yeah. So, uh, did I guess the spread yet? No. Where is the game? Oakland at Jacksonville. Uh, I like when you say Oakland because when I say where's the game, I mean what's the game? Like who's playing? You know I forgot, so you you say it. Uh, the Raiders by four and a half. Okay, so we all guessed that the Raiders would be favored in this game. I'm going to win because I had them guessed by the fewest. I had them only favored by one. It's actually Jacksonville's favorite in this game. Wow. That makes that makes no sense. Yeah, I mean they're reacting a little bit too much to the Raiders losing last to week. last yeah. week. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, as we just said, they, they've literally never beaten a winning team. Ever, I mean, so. Bortles is going to move the ball like crazy in the fourth quarter, down by twenty-one. So maybe he'll cover. Oh, well, that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, well, he can't cover because they're favored. So, <laughs> all right, uh, these next three games, I guess pick them for all three of them, which shows that you know they're all close spreads, but it showed that I didn't know what was going on with any of these three games. So these are three uh, winnable. Uh, Spreads for you if you can uh, beat me. Buffalo at Miami is the first one. Mm, oh, this is tough. Maya- Both of these teams looked uh, pretty good yeah, last Yeah, Miami week. by two and a half. Okay. So uh, I'm going to beat you because I said pick them, as I said, and it's Buffalo by three. Wow. I mean, I just keep seeing Buffalo give up 37 points to the Jets. I don't know what happened since yeah. then. Yeah. Since, since then, they haven't, they've looked. I mean, they look like a playoff team. They're four and two. They beat the not, they beat they teams. beat the Niners and they beat the Patriot. You know, the Bradyless Patriots. Okay, uh, yeah, the ba- Bradyless Patriots that beat everybody else, including no, Arizona. no, but they didn't even get right. Garoppolo. They got Jacoby Brissett. Okay, Brissett won the week before against Houston. Uh, did you see that game? Defense allowed <laughs> yeah. no points. Like, uh, yeah. it's absurd. A lot of, a lot Brissett of was bad. A lot of punting. Yeah. All right. So this is a game, though. I frankly, you know. I, I still don't think there's a huge difference between Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets in the bottom of that division. Oh, no. The Buffalo so and Miami pick, are probably a lot better than the Jets, even though Buffalo did lose the Jets at home. I'm going to pick Miami to win this game at home, even though they're underdogs. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Miami looked great last week against Pittsburgh. Hold on. Wait. So you pick Oakland to beat Jacksonville, right? I forgot to ask you about that one. Yes. Oakland beat Jacksonville for sure, and now Miami to beat yeah, Buffalo. I agree with you. And Washington at Detroit. I'm going to pick Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Home team. Going mostly home teams this week. All right. All right, okay, so the next one, where again, I guess, to pick them, that's your Jets hosting the Ravens. The spread should be, has there ever been a quadruple-digit spread before? (laughs) It should be Ravens by 11. But I know it's not going to be that high. But I'm going to say Ravens by 10.5. Wait, are you serious? (laughs) 
Is that really your guess? If I was uh, like an odds maker and I saw Geno Smith, can't, Geno Smith is Jets quarterback. That is that is the most off any spread has ever been in this guessing game uh, in the history. No, of me, Bill are the Jets favored? The Jets are favored. I mean, <laughs> right now, your two your two lovely sons I met put all of their college money down on the Ravens to win this game, and you know they will. You know, Devry will be free for them, and. I mean, listen, th- you could, you could, you know, we'll put both of us put some money down. We'll take our families to like Atlantis in the Bahamas this summer or something. All right. Well, hear this. I am picking the Jets to win. Geno Smith. Gets oh, my God. Um, what's our what's our uh, total at right now? Our total. We're even, right? We're dead even on, on all our bets. Oh, our bets. Yeah, we're even. Well, up. Can we, yeah. insta- we? Our bets are usually what? Ten dollars. Yeah. Let's make this 50. A fifty dollar bet. Wait, I'm not taking Geno Smith for fifty dollars. Well, then why are you like picking him? <laughs> I I thought this was a pick'em game. I think either team could win. All right. I think the Ravens are frauds. Gun to your head. Who's going to win this game? With a gun to my head, I'll take the Jets. Okay, so fifty dollars. You're valuing you're valuing fifty dollars over your life. That I actually believe. <laughs> I don't know when you cock the gun. All of a sudden, I yeah, see Geno Smith. Exactly. Back pass. <laughs> Can you imagine Jets down three. Two minutes left. Geno Smith gets a delay of game penalty in the in a two minute drill, and like people making shiva calls to my wife. So what happened? How did he die? He bet on Geno Smith. Uh, shrugged, shrugged his shoulders. Like Geno Smith walks off the field. The Jets will be the first team ever to like lose by three, and like um, you know Geno on third and eight will like bowl so conservative. Maybe they'll punt, or maybe he'll just kneel on the ball. When they're losing, you know, maybe set up the punt. By the way, every Baltimore game this year has been decided by like three or four points. So you have them favored by ten and a half. What's your actual prediction for a score in this game? Seriously, uh, Ravens twenty-four, Jets fourteen. I don't know where the Jets fourteen points will come from, but maybe like a receiver turning a fumble, like they did two weeks for their previous touchdown two weeks ago. All right, I'm going to pick the Jets to win this game, sixteen to thirteen. I'm picking the Jets, baby. Okay. All right, and the last one that I guess to pick them mm-hmm. on, uh, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Tampa coming off a bye. Yeah, Tampa Bay is a mess. They They're missing win- Somebody Jackson. has to win this division. Somebody has to win their division. Yeah, it's, re- it's really interesting because uh, it's going to be Atlanta. Remember last year I was all about Dan Quinn? Yeah, last year they were 6-0, and so this year 4-2. and They've looked good, but uh, I'm not buying the Falcons just yet. I, I think they're about a 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight team, sorry. Uh, I don't trust where's this game, yet. Tampa Bay? This game's in San Francisco. Um, uh, Niners by one. Niners by one. All right, so I'm going to get this one because I said pick them, and it is Tampa Bay by two. I mean, I was very high in the Bucks. I had them winning a playoff game before the year, right? But yeah, there's just no, there's just nothing left there. If, but they could again. Nine wins could win this division. Carolina just keeps losing and losing. No, Atlanta's going to win the division. I mean, Carolina will, as long as Newton's fine, they will definitely uh, be like a super, you know, the team nobody wants to play in November and December. And Arizona looked really good last week. Um, so, like, I don't think there's a lot of playoff spots available in the NFC altogether. Yeah. All right. Uh, you have guessed the wrong team favored four games in a row. So let's see if you can uh, flip that around this one. San Diego at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta by two and a half, and I'm sure I nailed it. Yeah, so it's Atlanta by six oh and a God. half, which is way too high. I said five. That's way too high. That's I an thought, insane spread. 
Yeah, can we just point out that San Diego, I think I read through 55 minutes, they've been literally the best team in the league so far this year by DVOA. I mean, they look really, really good. They collapse in the last two minutes of every game. But they can play with Atlanta. They've played with everybody. They just—they finally beat somebody. They beat Denver last week. So this line is way too high. It just hit me that my team's quarterback is Geno Smith this week. <laughs> Wait, you forgot to pick Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Oh, I didn't forget. I picked a – who cares? Can I, can I predict the tie? I'll pick the home team again, Niners. Okay, you're going to pick the Niners. Um, you know, I don't, I'm going to pick Tampa. They're coming off a bye. If they're going to do anything, if they're going to win that division with nine crappy wins, they got to do it this week. So I'll pick Tampa there. San Diego and Atlanta, I'm going to pick Atlanta. But again, I'm going to definitely pick San Diego to cover. I think this will be a three-point game. Um, yeah, I would pick Atlanta to cover. Um, but, I mean, I would pick Atlanta. San, yeah, San Diego to cover. San Diego to cover, Atlanta to win. Yeah. All right, New England at Pittsburgh. This would have been the game of the week with Roethlisberger. Of course, now we have Landry Jones, so it's a different scenario. Uh, New England at Pittsburgh, Landry Jones. What's your guess for the spread? No, oh, this is the one spread I told you I knew, so I don't have a guess. Even though I sort of forgot it, I'm going to abstain from this one. All right, just guess. No, don't abstain. Just guess. You need to win anyway. Um, I think it was Patriots by – where's the game? I think it's Patriots by a touchdown, I think they said. All right, yeah, you got it. Well, I didn't get exactly. I heard the spread. (laughs) All right, I'm giving you the win anyway. You need it. Um, Yeah, that's really high to me. So Landry Jones, from Roethlisberger to Jones, is what, like a 10-point swing or something like that? That's a lot. Right? Because Pittsburgh Pittsburgh would be favored if this game was – if Roethlisberger was playing, wouldn't they? Or at least it would be a pick. Yeah, it would be be hard for the Patriots to be an underdog in any game. So I think Pats would be favored by one or it would be a pick All right. Seattle at Arizona. To me, this is the game of the week. Arizona obviously has been very up and down. They looked great against your Jets. Of course, it was your Jets. But um, remember, Arizona went into Seattle, beat them last year. And then at the end of the year, uh, week 17, they came home and Seattle destroyed them. So this is going to be a really interesting game, I think. Um, This is my game of the week. Oh, we're both picking the Patriots to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. All right. Seattle at Arizona. Give Give me, guess the line and then give me a winner. The, okay, the line exactly is right. Arizona by two and a half. Right, yeah, and a half I thought I was going exactly too high. As I was that. saying, I was thinking closer to pick them. Uh, and I'm going to say the Cardinals. The Cardinals just need more. Cardinals win. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just think that we keep waiting to see the Cardinals. You know, they were disappointing week one. Then they destroyed Tampa. We said, okay, they're back. Then they lost to the Bills, who you still don't respect. The, you know, then they lost at home to the Rams. I think they got back on track against the Jets. I think that this will be a close game. I think this is a game that they really need to win. David Johnson looks good. Uh, Carson Palmer does not look great. Uh, you know, last year obviously was sort of a peak Palmer, and we're back to sort of mediocre Palmer. But he'll, he'll, get, he'll do enough, I think, to win this game. It'll be close, like 28-24, something like that. And then the uh, Monday night game, unwatchable, two terrible quarterbacks. The homecoming of Brock Osweiler, Houston at Denver. I'm really not interested in this game, even though it's two playoff games. Yeah, you say this is unwatchable. Like, I was thinking, like, what if ESPN got one flex that they could move, like, one mediocre game to get a horrible game off? They wouldn't even consider flexing this one. This is, like, one of their better games. Oh, that ha- yeah. Yeah, it, they have to keep this game, unfortunately, for them. But uh, Houston at Denver, what's your guess for the line? I was too low on this one. Uh, Denver by three and a half. No, Denver by five and a half. All right, you're even lower. I guess seven. It's seven and a half. So people completely ignoring uh, what the Broncos did last week, basically. 
Houston sucks. I don't think you realize how bad Houston is. They they got killed by the Vikings. Yeah, but this is a revenge game, man. Brock Osweiler. <sighs> Houston's a really, really bad team, I think. Um, and this, that's why this is going to be a bad game. I mean, seven and a half is a lot, though. Can Denver cover that much? Can Denver? No, that's that's why there should they should never be severed by favored by that much with freaking Trevor Simeon. Well, they were number one on everybody's power rankings two weeks ago. Let's not forget yeah, that. People forget. Yeah. All right. What are you? Uh, you're picking the Broncos, obviously. Yeah, right? I'll pick the Broncos, but that game is unwatchable. You're right. Okay, so listen, we are promising our listeners we are going to get better next week. Um, these Jewish holidays almost over. Yeah. Give them the Tim Tebow speech, baby. The Jewish version of the Tim Tebow speech. Well, you give the speech. He's on you. He's in your franchise. No one will podcast harder. Tim Tebow, who's like one for sixteen right now in Arizona Fall League. Keith Law getting very worked up about it. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. one on earth has a sense of humor than Keith Law. <laughs> maybe the maybe the angriest man in America. He makes like the the people who like. Well, but I know, but I always, I always agree with him though. With with Keith Law. Yeah. Don't you? Even yeah. even his board game takes suck. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> No, they do. I'm not holding in the, in, the, in the board game world the way that you are, my friend. All right, so that's the end of this week's crappy podcast. Uh, we'll be back with a better podcast. No, this was great. People love it. Listen, <laughs> I had a good rant at the beginning. All right, and, but the, the headline to me is that you picked the Vikings to lose yet again. So uh, their fifth loss of the season coming up this week. All right, <laughs> All right Akiva, I'll talk to you next week uh, when your team will finally get a win. And, uh, my team uh, might finally get a loss if uh, you have anything to say about it. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus